Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Thanks for your company here on the Overnight Crowd. The text line 0433 98 11 16 and the open line 1300 736 736 is the best way to get in touch with me across today's show. Jen Wallace, of course, is my name. And joining me now for a bit more of an in-depth look into the space that is AFLW, uh, Jono Baruch from the Inner Sanctum. Jono, thanks for your company tonight. No worries, Jen. Always great to chat with you. Now, I had a bit of a chat earlier with Jasper, a colleague of yours, and we touched on Port Adelaide's announcement with Lauren Arnell, um, the fact that maybe that opens up a few Brisbane Lions players that might follow Arnell to to be part of the Arnell gang continually. Uh, You've got the Essendon signings that we spoke, we also spoke about with uh, Matty Presparkas and Georgia G jumping across to Essendon from Carlton. But one of the things that we probably should look at more in depth is that idea around stopping now, the season's over, let's stop and go, what's happening now and is it the right time for it to happen? I'm really interested on your thoughts of this August beginning for um, AFLW 2022.2. It's <laughs> a good way to put it, 2022.2. Well, of course, as we're sitting in now, the 13th of April, we we still haven't been told when the new season of AFLW is starting. All all signs are pointing to an August start, which is sounds like preseason will be around the corner for all the for all the players there. But it is it's a massive few months coming up, and you mentioned the expansion with the four new teams coming in. Um, let alone the short turnaround for all these players who are still part time and still work additional jobs and will have to ask for more leave and have more flexibility around what they can and can't do and just packing in those extra long days. So it is going to be a little bit of a tight squeeze for the AFL and all its players. It's um, it's always raised some questions as much as how how they want to fit this in and really get this competition off and running and think people forget that AFLW was originally slated to start in 2020 with the eight teams with the idea of slowly and slowly building up from there and they've ended up rushing it in 2017, eight teams and it's all gone boom but I don't think they were really expecting six and a half years later to have 18 clubs in it when let, let's be real at the moment, they're struggling for talent across 14 clubs as it was. Mm. So there's definitely some issues there, but you, you can definitely see the AFL wanting to be at the forefront of the women's sport revolution in this country, and they want AFLW to be leading that charge. And it it looks like if, if there's a will, there's a way they're going to get there, particularly with this administration very, um, very very much in the mould, like, let's get it done and let's make the deal. It's sort of been the theme of Gillan McLaughlin ever since he 
took the role. So mm. it is hard. There are elements of this um, rushing it in and the expansion that do not sit well with me at all. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how they juggle it all and how they how they justify some of these decisions. Well, the thing for me, I think um, everyone will, will pretty clearly understand that I sit very much in the supporter uh, of, of women's sports and, and putting through the female teams and really evening out things and having that opportunity. I'm a big believer in the whole, if you can see it, you can be it aspect. But if I was to even myself play the devil's advocate role right now, I wonder whether this season with us just finishing one and, and changing the space that AFLW is going to sit into being August through to December, I wonder whether the expansion to the full teams, should that have been something that gets put off by a year and allows all the teams to just almost bed in the call that they've got right now, deal with a short turnaround preseason without having to bring in all these new players across the whole competition and we get through this newer season and then you go again? I don't know. Again, playing devil's advocate, is it is it the right time to expand? Well, let's also remember that this season was delayed. It was meant to start True. in December, but was delayed a, a number of weeks due to COVID. Every player that has has a platform or has been willing to speak have said they love the idea of the August starting mm-hmm. time, but do it next year, especially if you are going to bring in four teams. And it's going to be, we saw when um, North Melbourne and Geelong came in, it probably wasn't as a, as affected, but when um, West Coast and the Gold Coast Suns came in the year after, and the and St Kilda as well, and Richmond as well, when they sort of came in, that's when the talent started to really get spread thin a little bit, and you had every team had a couple of stars, but really then you're bringing in a whole bunch of new players through the draft, and the, I guess the biggest thing now with the August start is that you're going to draft all these girls who they're the they're the new generation of AFLW stars. Those are the girls that have been through the system of the junior pathways and the NAB League and TAC Cup and really had all those years of junior footy development. But will they be able to play their first year if they if the season is right in that right near the end of year twelve and just before the start of exams? They might only play the last few games of the year, if that. So it's really, really interesting. And then you add in the clubs who had no interest in joining the AFLW in 2017 and now are essentially getting rewarded by saying you can go and have free reign at any player that you want at the expense of the foundation teams. It doesn't sit right with a lot of players and a lot of clubs, and we've heard coaches, Craig Stasevich had a go after the preliminary final loss. Daniel Half had spoken out quite a bit of it. He, You could sort of see on his face on the coverage on Saturday that he wasn't too happy with the whole thing. He probably knew that he was going to lose two of his biggest names in Matty Prasparkas and Georgia G. So I think the more you speak to players and just the people actually working in the game in the AFLW clubs, I think it's Certainly the right time of year, the August time, but I definitely think the message is push it off one year or at least try, but it sounds like everyone's in a rush to just make it happen. Yeah, make it happen and you know, de- we'll deal with it on the fly as we go. I wonder then whether we will see um, from the state leagues maybe a, a real mature age player drafted in as the, the stopgap, you know, to get through 
that young draft age, so you might, might, might pick up your youth as well, but knowing that they're not going to A, be available and, and they're right in the middle of important school time, uh, will that will we see for some of the state leagues the fact that their mature age players will be the ones that get selected? Quite possibly. Every, everything's on the table because mm. you've got the four new teams coming in, so that's about 30 times four. My maths isn't great. 120? So that's yep. about nine, yeah, 90 to 100 um, new list spots that need to be filled, plus the tradition, trust the mandatory delistings that are done by the existing clubs, and then you've got the trade period as well. So there will be player movement and new girls coming into the system as well. So you have to create those new spots, and those players have to come from somewhere, whether it be through the pathway programs and the NAB League or the state league competitions and the VFL women's and Waffle W, SANFL W. There's a players out there. Some of them will definitely get their opportunities and you'll you can't underestimate the pull that AFL women's and the effect that it's had on the junior community with more girls and more women of all ages starting to take up football and playing it. So there will be opportunities out there. There will be places on lists that do need to be filled. There'll be girls that come across from another sport. We've had True. a number of cross-coders as well. And it, even to the point now where an Irish star is one of Hawthorne's main targets, um, Alan Gilroy from the Kangaroos. So the game is growing. It is exciting to see, is it the right time and are there points of contention? Who knows? 100%. It certainly is a very exciting time. And the next few months when we do get those dates of the trade period and the draft, it's going to be exciting to build towards season seven of AFLW, which is going to be the biggest one yet. It will be the biggest one yet by sheer numbers and plenty of opportunity out there for plenty of players. So lots to get excited about, but we still will wait and see when the answers come out. Jono, thanks for chatting with us tonight on the Overnight Crowd. It's been really good to have a little bit more of an in-depth and serious discussion about where the space of AFLW is sitting uh, for the rest of 2022. No worries at all, Jen. I'm excited to see this grow. I'm sure you are too. It's going to be a real fascinating watch as we continue building towards hopefully that full time soon. But again, we just want to hope and make sure that all the necessary steps get taken in good time and in due course and that they build properly and don't rush into it. Couldn't agree with you more, Jono. Thank you for your time. That's John Overrook from the Inner Sanctum joining us here on the Overnight Crowd. Time for your calls and your texts in just a minute. Thanks for your company. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.